What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 146 of Smack Talk, coming to you from SmarkOutMoment.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the panel this evening, some typical names. You guys are used to them by now. Drew White. Don't ever forget the name of Drew. Crew. Steven Wago. I wish you died in the womb! <laughs> <laughs> You did a better delivery than Nikki did. Yeah, it's not fucking hard, though, is it? <laughs> Sean Walker. That Jodie Foster's one hell of a gal. <laughs> Especially in the Times of the Lambs, right? I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't even know who Jodie Foster is. Oh you don't even know who Jodie Foster is. <laughs> oh, my God. And we also have Mike Payton. What's up, Mike? No, I want to be Sean Walker. <laughs> okay, we also have Sean Walker number two. Yes. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on the show, we have a main event of a top rope list of our favorite championship belt designs in WWE history. We've also got the hot tags coming up in the second segment here. Some fantasy league updates, a little break with a rest hold, and we are on part one. And you know what that means? It's time for the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as Ask Him. Ask Him! Fuck. <laughs> now everybody's putting down their earphones and just like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Fuck. Killed that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so last week's question was, who is the only superstar to be both the loser and the winner of the main event of SummerSlam? And uh, the answer for that one was a really like shitty one. I purposely did this as like something stupid. Uh, it was The Undertaker in SummerSlam 1994, and that's because he was facing himself. Fake Undertaker and real Undertaker, so... That is such a fucking Tony question. It's, it is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, nobody got that right, because it was a total fucking cop-out. Um, but I had a second question, just in case, because it is such a fucking terrible question, and that was, name the other opponents Brock Lesnar faced in the main event of SummerSlam over the years. And the answer was The Rock in 2002, and Triple H in 2012. So, uh, let's see who got this right, who got it wrong. Uh, Rosa Show says Triple H and The Rock. Rosa Show got that right. Uh, Drew, you got them totally wrong with the Mexicals. <laughs> <laughs> Drew just Watch- became a snake <laughs> Watchman King guessed uh, the Rock and Triple H but he also threw out Kurt Angle uh, Johnny Castaway threw Kurt Angle out there as well in The Rock but was missing Triple H and Mora Supremo both The Rock and Triple H and the dates as well so nice job for those who got it right this week's question of course if you do not know how this works we have two questions one for the panel and one for all you out there in audience land So, for you guys here, which current superstar on the roster has the record for 3-0 at Night of Champions? On on the roster? Yeah, currently on the roster right now. Daniel Bryan? Yep, Daniel Bryan. Ah, damn, I was actually about to guess that. Shit. 2010, 2012, and 2013. So, for you guys out there listening... Which current superstar on the roster has the record for zero and three losses at Night of Champions? This is somebody who you probably could guess. It's not like a shocker or anything like that. But nonetheless, he has had three matches at Night of Champions and lost all of them. So if you think you know the answer to that, go ahead and leave a comment below. 
Send a tweet at SmarkOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, and I will tell you next week who got that right, who got it wrong, and whatever else I need to tell you, uh, depending on what that is. Maybe we'll add a third thing in here eventually. I don't know. So we're going to roll along here in part two with the hot tags of the week. Click on that next video if YouTube is allowing you to. And if not, you're listening to it on iTunes and Stitcher. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Can I just throw something out to the winners? No. True. Whoever got the question right last week has got to do the ALS challenge. I want to see that shit, motherfuckers. (laughs) There you go, your challenge. Sean Walker's putting you on blast. Welcome back to part two of episode 146. It's time for the hot tags of the week. Some different things that have gone on that are interesting or weird or important or whatever the case may be. Let's just throw some shit out there. Batista may not return to WWE because of the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it makes a little bit of sense, but I think people are jumping the gun on that a little bit, and that's not a pun with James Gunn. It's actually me just coming up with that out of the top of my head. Um, Batista is somebody who is not going to be the biggest fucking movie star out there. So even though he might think that, and a lot of other people might think that he is going to have a huge amount of success coming out of this, it's not going to happen. Uh, He'll be back eventually. And WWE is just kind of butthurt that they weren't a bigger presence when it came to this movie because they wanted to be. I'm sure that they wanted... Marvel to try to get in touch with them and do some cross promotional and stuff like that. I would too. So, what do you guys think about this? Is Batista going to come back or is he going to get too much of an ego and decide that he doesn't want to do this anymore or whatever? Well, they they did do a crossover. Remember when Magneto came on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> uh, yeah. I I don't remember Magneto, um, but I do remember a certain Damian Sandow. I don't know who you're talking about. I think I he's going by Damien Mizdow now. Oh, that guy. Yeah. We're going to forget that stellar performance Batista gave on Smallville, huh? <laughs> That's very true. I actually remember reading some reports that Batista was all pissy that the WWE wasn't promoting his movie more, so eh, maybe they have more, maybe they just have themselves to blame, but you don't know what to read. You don't know what you're reading is true anymore. As far as him not coming back to the WWE, eh, it doesn't bother me. He had a few good matches since he came back, but I wasn't craving to see Batista next week on Raw. All right, we got ODB has left TNA Wrestling, another person who can't get their contract settled in a way that they're up for. They lose another person in the Divas division after losing all these people in the main event and the mid-card and the tag team and all that. And uh, tying that into another thing that's going on TNA-related here, apparently they've got a backup plan of some velocity network or something where they'd have to scale back even more than what they're doing now. And that's like the emergency. We can't get another deal from somebody else plan, but uh, it's better than nothing. Right. I guess so. I don't know. Step up from YouTube at the very least. Who cares? Just waiting for TNA to die now. Well, I have reports that the meeting between ODB and TNA went like this. Um, Can you guys, pay me with money this time no oh i'm leaving i'm pretty sure it went hey guys when i sign my contract this is going to entitle me to money right and they went (laughs) uh not a chance did they they not go with velvet sky this week as well did they oh this month uh maybe i don't know i think she left when bully left i'm not too sure sean you don't you 
half an hour ago, you only just found out that Poppy Lashley's the TNA heavyweight champion. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I keep up with Velvet Sky News related stuff, alright? He's on, she's on birdswatch.com. Oh, yeah. www.shaunacybirdwatch.co.uk uh, I, I am subscribed to that as well, so it's interesting. Does anybody else have any other opinions about this TNA crap? It. Can we just, like, stop talking about them? I know I've brought this up before. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I think we've all brought this up before. The, the more we talk about them, the more energy we give them. Let's just let them go. We, we already had our eulogy. Why, why we got to keep this going? We well, said like, our goodbyes. Just let them rest. It's like no. that ex that uh, it's been a part of your life for so long that, you know, you always bring it up in conversations, so you, but you really wanted to leave. Yeah, and then the only way to techniques. rectify the situation is to hit her over the head with a shovel and bury her five miles out of town. So that's what we gotta do. Yeah, then, and then when it's... they come looking for a suspect, you hide the shovel with the blood stains on it. So then you gotta hide the shovel. They gotta buy another to shovel to bury <laughs> that shovel. It's uh, exactly. just a whole mess. But listen, if it means getting rid of TNA, I'm all for it. I think it's fitting that they're going to be on a TV network called Velocity. That's WWE's like D-level show back yeah, in the day. So <laughs> yeah, very fitting. They're gonna be going on Shotgun Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually better than what TNA puts out so I'm not going to give them that much credit uh, RVD's finishing up with WWE for this run again so he'll be taking a little bit of time off woo you're uh, pissed about this aren't you uh, Wigo um gotta smoke some weed <laughs> shrug shrug <laughs> it's just, didn't you point out that he even shrugged yeah, he got, he got hit by Cesaro in the face and shrugged. It was amazing. <laughs> oh Surprised he didn't follow it up with the, the RVD uh, finger point thing. <laughs> Probably did. I know I didn't notice. <laughs> uh, we've got two injury reports here. John Cena might be dealing with some major neck problems that are lingering and looking for some more time off. And Ryback tweeted out, Going away for a while to get some stuff fixed. Sorry, Punk. And it was an image of his action figure standing over a CM Punk action figure for some fucking reason. <laughs> but now they're working with this idea that he's going to be out for injury for something. I'm not 100% sure what. Uh, so we won't be able to see uh, the big guy for a little while, I guess. Just yeah. as he was getting over. This is ridiculous. Now, you know, maybe I think maybe they realize that, so they're gonna take him off TV, rebrand him a bit, and then bring him back. Maybe that's what the plan is. Yeah, he's gonna come back as Roy Front. <laughs> you know, I really hope when he comes back, he's just like, I'm back, and something. Joke abort. Joke abort. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have one other thing that I wanted to mention, and then we'll see if there's anything else. Uh, Vince Russo is going to be doing an Ask Me Anything on Reddit Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Oh, that's gimmick infringement on JD. <laughs> <laughs> Who's JD? You want about your own? Oh, no, I'm going to do I'm going to go ask him. <laughs> You're going to shout it like Peyton at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> that was Peyton. I was trying to figure out who the fuck did that. I thought it was you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to ask uh, Russo whatever the fuck you want to ask him, that's 10 a.m. Eastern, Thursday morning, uh, Reddit, the AMA subreddit. 
hit him with a bunch of hard questions. Let's see what he responds with. Although he does say, all I ask is that you keep it respectable, please. Yeah, that's going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, so I take it he's not going to answer my question of why the fuck are you a fucking idiot? I don't know. That might still be respectable under his umbrella. We are talking about Vince Russo, after all. I'll just put in a quote. Me not being respectable is a swerve, and then he'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you guys want to talk about that happened so far this week that I didn't mention? Remember that time Sin Cara beat Del Rio? Ah, that was great. Remember the time Del Rio shit himself? Oh, wait. He didn't. The one thing I wanted him to do. Motherfucker. Maybe he'll do it if he wears a mask in AAA. Ah, he can't wear a mask, though. I want to see his face when he does it. But but what if he shits his pants and then it causes him to throw up inside the mask? I thought you were going to say, what if he shits his mask? (laughs) Oh, my God. If you can pull out that, then I'll definitely be interested in seeing all I can say is a shame that AJ and Paige storyline is in the PG era. Oh, they're taking it to different levels that they haven't been doing recently. If, if this was the Attitude Era, they would be in a hotel room making out, you know. They might still do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, tell us what you guys thought about all these different topics. Leave those comments below, and we are going to take a little bit of a break before we get into the main event. Rustled coming up, part three. Rustled! Now that the hot tags are over with, it's time for the Rustled part of the program, which is a commercial break where we promote some of the things going on with Smart Out Moment and other A Mango Tree projects. Outside interference is the first thing per usual, and I haven't written anything yet, but later on this week I'm going to be writing up a thing about the stars under the most pressure at Night of Champions on Bleacher Report. And I'm probably going to be writing some things for e-wrestling news as well, so stay tuned for more updates on those. You can find links to them eventually on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for both Smartout Moment and Tony Mango. You can find it on the homepage of SmartoutMoment.com underneath the Outside Interference section. And you can also go to my e-wrestling news and Bleacher Report profiles themselves to see not only these posts that I write from this week, but everything else in the past on top of it. Next up is Smark My Words, where I showcase one of the comments that you guys had left on the previous episode, and the honor goes to the Habit Man once again for his comment, which, amongst other things, talking about Meatball Broccoli Pizza, Home of the Whopper, and Mason Moore, which, uh, gotta look her up. (laughs) Uh, He mentions that we should do a crass podcast, fuck all the PC shit. Well, as I had left a comment in response from, Uh, earlier this week we do have one of those in the works the all talk show is going to be coming soon i'm not sure when the launch date is going to be but the basic idea is going to be that we have nothing planned we're just going to get on skype we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about doesn't matter who we offend doesn't matter what we uh have on our minds anything goes everything that's up for discussion So stay tuned for that, guys. If you love our mindless bullshit chattering that we usually do when we're bored on the Raw Post Show or Smack Talk, then you'll love the All Talk Show. show. I'm positive. Thank you to Have It Man for sending that in. Thank you to everybody else for leaving your comments as well. Make sure you guys do that again this week and tell us to smart your words. The next edition of the Monthly Mailbag is going to be coming up on episode 148, so if you want to have any questions that are on your mind answered by us to get to know us better, fill up that inbox, 
go to the contact form of the website, shoot us an email, and we will answer anything that you send our way. If you are going to a wrestling event of some sort anytime soon and you want to show your support for Smart Out Moment and Smack Talk, be sure to take advantage of the Sign Me Up initiative. Just bring a sign that says SmartOutMoment.com to that event and send me a picture or a video, and I will feature it on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. So, unfortunately, I have some bad news here, and that's not just a Wade Barrett joke, it's something that actually is annoying the crap out of me. FanboysAnonymous.com is usually something I promote around this time, where I mention that you can check out our YouTube channel and listen to our podcast. Well, I can't do that anymore, because for the second time, YouTube has terminated our account. And it's for the exact same reason as it was the last time, where we were lucky enough to get something really popular, but in the downside to that, we had a whole bunch of hits from people that were too stupid to realize that movie reviews are not the movies themselves, and out of spite, they flagged our account and said that it was spam. Now, YouTube is run by a bunch of jackasses and a bunch of automated systems that are incredibly flawed, so there's no actual way of getting a hold of somebody and telling them to pay attention and look to see how much we had said plastered all over the place that it was a movie review instead of the movie itself so unfortunately there is not going to be a youtube channel anymore for fanboys anonymous i'm not going to do this a third time i don't have the money to get a bunch of lawyers to actually get them to pay attention to this shit so instead if you are checking out the podcast that we do for fanboys anonymous there are just those two other options of iTunes and Stitcher. Those are going to be the only means that you can check out our podcast from now on because fuck YouTube, I'm not wasting my time anymore. Um, pay attention to the Facebook and Twitter accounts and obviously go to fanboysanonymous.com itself if you want to show your support. So fuck YouTube, fanboysanonymous.com is still going to be sticking around no matter what, but unfortunately it won't be sticking around on YouTube. And lastly, as usual, if you would like to join the Smart Out Moment team in some kind of a way as a writer or an editor, I am always looking for more people, so you can send in your application using the contact form of the website, and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I possibly can. Break time is over with, everybody. We are going to get back to work and start doing our special feature of the week in part four, so unless YouTube decides to fuck us over with this, click on that next video. If not, and you're listening to this on iTunes and Stitcher, just keep listening, and we will be right back. Main event time, we're going to do a top rope list of our favorite WWE championship belt designs or any kind of championships from some other wrestling companies out there. You could pull something from New Japan, you could do TNA, you could do uh, WCW, ECW, whatever the case may be. Just your favorite championship designs for the belts that you've seen in wrestling history. And uh, let's just knock out our top three or a top five if you've got that or if you went ahead and did top 10 or something like that then i did top 25 is that okay <laughs> no <laughs> so first off wago what is your uh top choices okay well i did uh five since 
you totally fucked with me and now I have extra. So number five is the WWF Attitude Era Heavyweight Championship. I always thought that was a nice belt. Maybe a little too round, but um, I thought it just fit particular guys really well. Like Triple H always looked the dog's bollocks when he was wearing that. So yeah, that. <laughs> I never was a fan of that one. Well, fuck you. Well, no one asked for your opinion, so... I agree, I agree though, that it, it's too round. It's, it's thing. way too round. Like, it looked awkward as fuck when Kane had that, especially. Round is only think... good when you're Fandango's dancer's face. <laughs> I just think it fits particular guys really well. It's like, Triple H, I thought it always fit him perfect. And I'm a big Triple H mark, at least back in that era. So what's the rest of your list? Oh, okay, I didn't realize we was... Yeah, it was just do a person. Doing all at once. All right, next I got uh, the classic WCW championship. I think that belt looks awesome. Um, I know a lot of people are partial to the Intercontinental title that we have now, but I always preferred the Attitude Era one uh, that Chris Jericho had. I think it looks so much better. Um, number um, Second highest one I've got on my list is the Winged Eagle championship. I think it just comes off looking like a belt that has it like represents prestige. It looks awesome. And last is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is my top one. I think it brings prestige, yet modern, all together. And it doesn't matter who holds that title, it just looks awesome. Drew, what's your list? Alright, my number five is a tie between two WWE Tag Team belts. It is the blue one that was on SmackDown for a few years. And the WWF Tag Team titles... I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. If not, then even I don't know what I'm talking about. So that's my number five. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. Don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> just, just, just. Uh, come on, yeah. Attitude never belts. Uh, come on. That, that, number four. We're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go eh, on this one. And we're going to go with the X Division title. I don't know why. The blue one. Ooh. My, oh, my. Number three, we have the current WWE Heavyweight Championship belt. Don't know why. That belt just looks mighty fine for a, a championship belt. I quite like it, even though I just shat on it the other day, but it has grown on me in the past week. So I like it. Number two on my list, it is the new Intercontinental Championship belt, the white strap. I like it. I understand where Wago's coming from when it, with the one Jericho has. I do like that one, but when they brought this one back, it was kind of like, uh, hey, that's actually not as bad as what I originally thought it was because I didn't really like it at first. But th that white strap, man, ooh, that is a turn-on when it comes to championship belts. White straps. Because it's not white, it's not right. <laughs> exactly. And number one on my list, it is the undisputed WWE championship belt. Not the original one, the... Uh, what would it be? The Eagle Belt? I don't know which one it would be called, because I don't really fucking care that much. But uh, that belt looks fantastic. It looks like a championship belt. It looks like the top belt of a company. When JBL had it, it looked great on them. When Eddie Guerrero had it, it looked great on him. It looks great on everyone. Even when John Cena had it before he threw it in the trash can, which that belt does not belong in the trash can, it looked great. So that's my list. Drew White out. Peyton? Well, let me start off with two quick honorable mentions. One of them being the million-dollar title. I always thought that was really cool. 
But I also want to give a shout-out to a lesser-known title, and that is the TNA Drinking Championship. Yeah, yes, held by greats like James Storm and James Storm. And I think Eric right. Young. I think Eric Young had it for a hot bit. It was pretty cool. It was like they, they went to the Walmart and they bought the toy spinner belt, and they just glued a bunch of bottle caps and a beer bottle to the spinning part of it. And then James Storm just walked around drunk carrying the title. It was awesome. Uh, for my number five topping the list off is the current Intercontinental title or the retro one that it's representing whichever one you want to go with I do like it now with that white strap I think it looks really classy and I think it could be a really great solidifying mid-card belt if they didn't have the United States title clogging up that area of the card so if they choose to sacrifice that U.S. title and make that number one I think that that can go back to having that feeling that the Intercontinental title had way back in the day Number four is going to go to the WWF tag team titles, the ones they had from the late 80s all the way up until the late 90s. I think they even had them going into the early 2000s a little bit, too. They had those for a long time. They were really cool, especially for tag team titles, which are generally just neglected and not cared about. I I like the shape of them. I like the colors that they had on them. I I dug them. The number three, I'm actually going to go over to the land of the rising sun, just as Wago did. I'm going to go with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I think their heavyweight's very nice, too, but the junior, I like it. It's got this sort of, like, uh, blade look to it. It looks like something that you could, like, pull off of the belt and throw at somebody and probably cut their throat. <laughs> Pretty neat. <laughs> Number two, I'll go with the winged eagle. It, uh, everyone cherishes that title. It's freaking awesome. Um, overrated, possibly, you could argue, but I like it, and I'm going to put it high on my list. Just a personal opinion. And my number one is actually going to be another secret belt. The king of the ring title. And how oh, many yeah. people know that that one even existed? They used it for like maybe two days after the 1994 King of the Ring tournament with all of all freaking people, Mabel. So I, I wish that wasn't the case. But this belt was really neat. It looked like a castle. It had the King of the Ring logo on it. I, I don't know why they didn't continue using it. Even the, the side plates had like the castle wall look to it. I thought it was really, really neat. And I wish that was something they had at least used like through the late 90s, maybe the early 2000s. Not everyone wear it. I don't think Austin would like walk around with that. But if you had like... Billy Gunn or Ken Shamrock walking around with that title, maybe their King of the Ring wins wouldn't have been so forgotten. Maybe they actually would have they meant something. Yeah, Triple H. All those like, guys were cool. I always like the concept of that championship, but unfortunately I've never seen it like in a decent picture. Every time there's a photo online, it looks so dull, so never made my list. Mm. Nope, that's my list. Sean, what are your top five or top three or whatever? Uh, my top five... Uh, is well number five is the new well the current TNA W uh, TNA championship belt the world everywhere one I don't know I just like the side plates on it I, I just like the big ass globe uh, number four is the IWGP tag team championship belts I think they're pretty sexy for tag team belts uh, number three has to be has to be the world tag team championship belts from from the Raw when we had the split brand and they went, you know, unified. I prefer the raw belts to the SmackDown blue belts. Uh, number two has to either be the winged eagle or the undisputed belt. I, I do like the winged eagle. It's, it's an endless classic, and I still reckon it should be used today. As the hardcore belt. Bring it back, bitches. And my number one has to be the European Championship belt. Because I'm European, and if you guys don't like it, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All it's right. better than the yeah. IC belt. 
Yeah, I said it. So suck so, my dog. That's that's not true. Not true that's at true. all. True. So my top five. Uh, quick honorable mention to the million dollar championship. That would be number six if I had gone and did a top ten. Uh, number five, WCW United States Championship belt. There's a couple things that I like and that kind of come into factor of all these titles here, and that's I like more squared-off angular designs for titles more than rounded ones. That's why I wasn't a fan of the second Intercontinental Championship that they had in the 2000s and such, and uh, that's why I don't like the Attitude Era World Heavyweight Championship either. Uh, the WCW United States title looks almost exactly like the Intercontinental, except it's got that winged eagle in the center, so it's kind of hard to dislike that when you know what's coming up later on my list. Before, the giant silver ECW championship. I actually really liked that a lot, and it was not only from the little design of like the eagle behind the ECW, but I liked how it was silver. A lot of people hated that, because it was like, well, you have to have the gold. I think a mid-card title can be silver. It's fine to me. So that was really cool. I think that it looked great on Mark Henry and a couple other people that they had it. It was a little big for some people, so maybe if you like put it down a little bit, that could have been better. Uh, almost a tie would be the WCW Heavyweight Championship after the gold belt, but I didn't quite uh, give that to that instead of the ECW one. Bottom rope number three is the Intercontinental Championship they have going on now. Uh, black or the white strap, doesn't really matter to me. Both of them I really like. It's kind of a perfect title in a lot of different ways. It's not too big, it's not too small. Looks classy, it's got that globe in the center. Just fucking love it. Uh, very functional, and something that I had written down on the website version of this. The Intercontinental Championship, to me always represents more functionality, more purpose than the WWE title. That's more flash and not as much substance. The Intercontinental was like when you got shit done, because that's what the division does. So that's a very functional title and perfect for the classy matches that we used to have with Mr. Perfect and Piper and Bret Hart and yeah, all these kind of different people. Middle rope is a tie. The 2013 and the 2014 design of the current World Heavyweight Championship. I'm leaning a little bit more towards the current one. My bad. That's <laughs> awkward. Is Cesaro coming? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. Come uh, I don't champion. know. I think I, I might have to go. Uh, shit. Are you having a like... fucking fire alarm? Uh, I. I guess I should probably get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, I'll be back in a bit. I gotta find out what this is. If All I'm right. not back, I'll, I'll talk to God. Don't do the last segment yet. Just let me go. So I completely lost track of where I was, but I was talking about the uh, World Heavyweight title. I like this new design. I think that the champion section of the one in 2013 was better, but I'm really warming up to that network logo now, being on that uh, big faceplate. I still like the side plates, too. It's kind of annoying when people don't have a logo. Like, Brock Lesnar's got this weird bowl thing going on, and I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, but when they get somebody who has a decent set of logos that they can use that for, it ends up looking really cool. So, I like Brock that. Brock Lesnar does have a logo. It says Tatsu, dude. Yeah, what are you talking about? What is it? Yeah, it says yeah, Tatsu on his back. That symbol on the side plates is his logo. What are you talking about? That's are you sure like you're a wrestling fan? <laughs> 
I'm not a fucking tattoo person. I don't pay as much attention to that. I mean, I pay attention. And everyone tries to ignore the big fucking phallus on his chest. Yeah, it's very true. Or penis. <laughs> uh, well, I still don't like that thing. It still looks kind of stupid to me. But at least it's something that he's got a tattoo of. Then, at the very least, he has um, a tattoo of it. He has it on his shirt. He has it on his shorts. <laughs> Are you paying attention at all? <laughs> Does he have Sorry. it on his shorts? Yes! Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he have, like, a whole bunch of sponsor shit on there? Yeah, but he has that on it, too. Oh, see, I'm not looking at the sponsor stuff, either, and I'm not looking at that by You're proxy. looking at the Jimmy John's logo? Jimmy John's is the shit. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is uh, my number two. My number three, or no, my, not my number three, my number one, I'm all over the place here, is the Winged Eagle World Heavyweight Championship. For the reasons that everybody else said before, it's mostly a nostalgic factor. This was the championship when I was a kid. So when people say championship, I immediately think of this title. And um, it's a little bit more round than anything else that I had said. Uh, I do like the angular stuff better for different ones, but that winged concept is just awesome. And I fucking love that title. That, That is the championship in my mind. So, tell us what you end up picking for your list. What are your favorite championships? Whether they are from the current lineup of championships, or you've got belts from the past, or TNA, or IGWP, or whatever the case may be. Go ahead and leave those in the comments below. And we are going to roll along in the next part with Fantasy League. Last bit of business to take care of here, the Fantasy League. Payton, hit us with whatever you need to hit us with. All right, well, I've been swamped last week, so unfortunately I haven't been able to tally all the scores. But we are still updated all the way to SummerSlam, and as such, I don't have any updates of the ranks for that. But quick rundown, Tony Tank, Tony Tykes. Tony Tykes. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you actually started doing well, we can change your name to that. But until then, while you're in last place, you're Tony's Tykes with 332. Steven Huego's Team Thoner, 431. Miguel Leon's Team Best for Business, 552. Drew White's The Drew Crew with 559, Sean Walker's Chocolate Pain with 585, and my team next gen with 858. Oh, it's actually like reverse of what Sean has, 585858. That's kind of cool. Uh, so we got more people here, and we did a butt-ton of trains la- trades last week. Actually, Tony Mango and Sean Walker both traded three people in that one sitting. So let's see uh, if we got anything more to go down this week. Steven Juego has the first option, so anything you're looking to do. Well, Chris Jericho is pretty much done and going off to whatever he's doing, pretty much like Rob Van Dam. So was was that officially announced? Um, nope. It just kind of like faded off TV. Yeah. Okay. So, and even if he is still around, I'm not missing much. So I'm going to swap him out for AJ Lee. All right, Chris God Jericho for AJ Lee. All right, that brings it to Miguel, who's not here, which would then go to Drew White. Well, since uh, Adam Rose has failed to show up for the past couple of weeks, I'm going to drop him. Uh-huh. And in his place, I'm going to pick up Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston taking over Adam Rose. All right. Very neat. That would bring it to myself, who I have no interest in anything at the moment. But, uh, Tony, how about you? Uh, nah. Nah? Nah, I can't think of anybody that I would need to pick up that people would already take all right mr sean walker what about you um um i'll I'll drop Heath slater uh for for one of the black people in the um in the (laughs) 
division. <laughs> I don't even know if uh, who's still available. Let's see. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Yeah, because Biggie's on Wigo. Oh fuck that shit! No, I'll keep you slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well then, uh, that brings it back to Wago. If there's anything else you want to do, I've been out of the loop, so I'm not sure who's been dropped recently. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let's see. AJ Lee, you got Kofi's been taken. Curtis Axel, Summer Rae. <laughs> the people that are open right now are Adam Rose, Daniel Bryan, Bad News Barrett, Fandango, Ryback, Xavier Woods, Eric Rowan, Curtis Axel, Damian Sandow, Titus O'Neil, Los Matadores, Sin Cara, R-Truth, Tyson Kidd, Darren Young. Uh, I guess we're not counting the New Age Outlaws anymore, right? Well, no, but um, well, as far as it's concerned, then I'll leave it for now, and depending on what happens with this um, new nation, I might just pick up a manager again next week. All right, Drew White, what about you? Anything else? I- uh, I think I'm good for now unless anyone wants to trade, but that we'll talk about that if anyone gets anyone. Uh, I will trade you Brock Lesnar for Roman Reigns. No. Okay. Yeah, you're getting the opportunity for a world champion there, just saying. Yeah, but then I don't want to have to deal with the embarrassment of Brock Lesnar and losing a title to Seth Rollins. I'll give you, you know John Cena for Roman Reigns. You know, that sounds tipting, but... No. I'll trade you Bo Dallas for Dolph Ziggler. That sounds tempting, but no. I'll swap okay. you Randy Orton for Seth Rollins. Ooh, you can just that's fuck actually off, pretty decent. Yeah. Seth's probably gonna not win the money in the win his uh, briefcase. So. Neither would Randy Orton. Randy Orton has lost every pay per view since uh, this year started. So... Yeah, but he's always gonna get a look in. Uh, you mean he's gonna get a look in? Yes. Well, well, Seth Rollins has won every pay-per-view since uh, we started the new season, so I'm going to stick with him. Okay. Well, then that concludes all the business for this week. You already had your choice, Sean. Tony, I will swap you <laughs> Randy Orton for whoever you got in second place. Dean Ambrose? Yeah. Nah. That's like his star player. He's not going <laughs> to give up Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but he's away on a movie right now. Yeah, yeah but my my team's already tanking, so... <laughs> Who's your number one? Big Show. Oh, fuck that shit, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm all good. <laughs> Team Chocolate Pain. Actually, no, I'll drop East Slater for, for, the other, for the other one. Titus O'Neil. I will have the Gator of Slater Gator, yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that happened then. All right, well... For all the latest news, pay attention to KeepingKayfabe.com, Facebook.com slash KeepingKayfabe, or Twitter.com slash KeepingKayfabe. Let's keep those plugs rolling. Peyton, what other plugs do you want to throw out there? Uh, MegapowersRadio.com. Join us every single Monday night following the conclusion of Raw. We'll be there with the open forum discussion for you to join us via the phone lines, chat room, whatever it is. We love interacting with y'all. I know it doesn't sound too enthusiastic right now, but trust me, we are on Monday nights. We <laughs> <laughs> try to. Drew, your plugs. Go for it. Uh, just, you know, just, uh, I will not plug everyone else's plugs this time. And I'll just be like, uh, Drew Crew for life. Uh, fuck Tony's Tykes, which sounds really awful when you think about it. Uh, Team Midnight Slammers. There's a bunch of fucking wankers. And Midnight Slammers, but it's chocolate pain. Team Midnight Slammers. There's a bunch of fucking wankers. <laughs> and, and remember, folks, if you like stale animal crackers, follow Drew White on Twitter. 
it's just, and if it ain't white, it ain't right. And uh, you know, the more you know, shooting star. <laughs> Sean, your plugs. www.lovehoney.co.uk forward slash butt plugs. <laughs> Had to get some kind of a thing out there since we didn't do a porn segment this time, right? Well, you know, just follow me on the Twitter. It's this and? down below somewhere. You know. <laughs> if you don't know it by now, then you're never going to follow me on Twitter and I give up with you people. Edwego. All right, for all your MMA needs, go to udmma.com, twitter.com slash udmma, and facebook.com slash udmma. Since I like saying it, udmma. Um, also, check out Addicted to Anime on megapowersradio.com uh, for all updates on that. And when our next episode's going to come out, go to facebook.com slash addictedanimefans. Okie dokie, everybody. The 146th episode of Smack Talk is over with. Uh, 147's coming up next week. And we haven't quite figured out exactly what that special feature is going to be. But we might do a belt or berry since we're kind of doing a championship thing uh, with Night of Champions coming out. Um, Maybe we'll do a tap out of does the European Championship suck? I don't know. Stay tuned to figure out what is going to end up coming that way, though. Pay attention to everything else on SmartOutMoment.com, Smack Talk, Bleacher Report, eWrestling News, etc., etc., Blah, 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 blah. You guys know the deal by now. This has been another Smark Out moment, and we're being counted out. Stevie! Mikey! Sean! Andy! Tony! And we are Outro Squad! Outro Squad! Outro Squad! <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible, it's perfect. That's a wrap. Okay.